Welcome to A Turn of Events, a podcast where we help put a positive spin on the future of your wedding and event planning business. I'm Annette Nafe, the CEO and Creative Director of Nafe Productions, a strategic event production company based in New York City, specializing in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. I'm also the creator of Event Planning Academy, where I help wedding and event planners launch, build, and grow a successful wedding and event business. Welcome to A Turn of Events, where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Nath, the CEO and Creative Director of Nath Productions. Um, we are, I'm just so excited about my next guest. This is going to be such a great conversation. You will not want to miss this. If you are a wedding or event planner looking to start your own business, or you are struggling in your current business, join us over at my Facebook group at Event Planner Society. A lot of great people over there. Great information I'm sharing. Lots of tips to get your business started and be successful in your wedding and event business. Okay. So we are going to talk about how business relationships help you grow. Very, very important. I could not be where I'm at in my business without it. Brian Worley is going to join us, and he is a transplant plant from Los Angeles to Atlanta. He is the owner and creative director of B. Worley Productions. Brian brings an arsenal of high-profile event experiences to Atlanta's premier design company. With over 22 years of experience in the business in wedding and event planning industry. Brian was named Harper's Harper Bazaar Harper's Bazaar top wedding and event designer in the world. This extensive background of event production, coordination, design, and uh, and hands-on know-how has allowed him the opportunity to produce events ranging from top entertainment networks, corporate clients, celebrity and high-profile weddings premieres, so much more. He's also done um, events for American Idol parties, the red carpet, Teen Choice Awards. I mean, it just goes on and on. Prince William and Kate Middleton. I mean, Brian, this is amazing. <laughs> it's so exciting. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you. Wow. Yes, I'm super excited to talk to you. So well, why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into being a wedding and event planner? Oh, that's such a crazy story. I moved to Los Angeles when I was to do my internships when I was in college. I mean, I was social chairman for my fraternity. Um, so then I moved to LA and was just trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. Right. And I was working at Banana Republic and met a guy who did events. And obviously when you're in LA, you're kind of work multiple jobs and everyone has side hustles. Yes. So, and you're not making a lot of money. And I was also working on production jobs as a production assistant. So I met this guy and we just started talking and he did events. And so I started working with him and then just got more and more into a field that I didn't even really know existed. And from there, it's just kind of, you know, all the things that I wanted to do yeah. started to happen. And I ended up, I've traveled all over the world doing events. I've met incredible people doing events, made incredible friendships from doing events. And it's just one of those things that honestly, I had no idea was even something that you could, you know, make 
money on, you know, right, obviously right. back then, cause you mentioned how long I've been doing it. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously evolved and the industry has gotten bigger and bigger and, you know, it's a billion dollar industry and I'm sure it always has, but I just, I think that back then it was, it was so new to me and it was foreign to me. And now it's just seeing the world I know. and what it's done is, is really fun. So yeah, it's, it's definitely changed my whole you know, perspective on things, but it was one of those things that I didn't even know, like I was in Hollywood to, you know, make it as a, in, you know, production. And now I ended up getting to host some TV shows. And through that, one of the producers was like, you do what I do. You just, and I was like, yeah, I produce, we produce events similar to a TV show. We just use a different set of vendors. So it's it's how you grow your business. Right. Well, that's so funny because I kind of had the same background. I, uh, moved to LA when I was young and I was dating someone whose cousin was married to Sebastian, one of the brothers that owns Sebastian, the hair product company. Okay. And they, it was Christmas. We're sitting around the Christmas tree and having drinks and, and uh, we were at their house and he was looking for an assistant. And I had, you know, done events just as a teenager. And I was the one who always put all the parties together. And, but like you, I had no idea that I could make money doing it. So I got in and started doing events, traveling the world with Sebastian, the hair product company. And, but five years of the same thing over and over, I got a little bored. And then I got, I was living in LA at the time, 17 years I was there. And, uh, you know, you just can get into production work. So I got into production. You, you know, it's easy there because you're in the mix of everything. And that's how it started. It just went from going into production. Then I moved to New York and I thought, you know, I want to start my own business. But again, I still didn't think like I could have my own business. I was the, the economy crashed in 2008 and I was bored to death. I just finished college. I went late in life and I was working for this commercial real estate company, running their events and the director of operations. And I was just like so bored with like that nine to five thing and checking, you know, I had to be back from lunch and ugh, I couldn't stand all that. So I just thought, you know, I'm going to start my own business and boom, it just took off. And 14 years later, you know, here I am. So I like you, it's kind of the same situation and you just fall into, and I've grown, I've seen the industry grow so, so much. I think that's also too, because of social media, we're able to see like everything that's going on, which in one sense is great, but in another, it can be so overwhelming and, you know, you just kind of have to stay in your lane. And well, I think it's also access to like products, design elements and you know, decor elements that, you know, are so much more available to us now. It used to be, you have to really create things and scout yeah. things out and find it. And now everything is so abundant and you can just have, you know, a whole party pretty much delivered from Amazon or something right. like that, where it's completely changed that whole trying to search for something. And now it's available to you. I know, I know. It's it's um it's great. It's great. But it is tough for new planners coming in and underpricing themselves. I know a lot of my colleagues have issues with that because it just kind of it messes up the industry, but you know, that's a whole nother subject. But anyway, so let's talk about um given the nature of event, the event industry, how crucial are strong business relationships for success in this field? Uh, well, I guess there's two parts to that. Is it your relationships, business relationships with your vendors, or is it business relationships with your actual clients? So right. you know, both are both are crucial. I mean, you are only, you know, they always say you're only as good as your last event. And, you know, it's 
it's your vendors that help make you look good, but it's also your clients that are always referring you and that are your, they're your business card. So every event that you do, I always look at every event as the opportunity to, you know, showcase what I do, but every person in the room is also a potential client. So you have to look at it where you have to always be kind of on your best behavior or put your best foot forward because if you mess up or something goes wrong or whatever, then everyone knows because you have a a captive audience that is always, you know, that they're there for, you have a captured audience for a very short amount of time that is looking at everything. And, you know, there's nothing better than walking into, you know, a wedding and just standing by the door and having everyone go, wow. I know that's the best part of our job. Best part. But also what's tricky and with the reason why I don't like to have, this is a perfect example of why I don't like to have vendors coming in that I don't know. Right. Because if, you know, the bride wants to bring in her friend who was a DJ at some other party, that's not going to turn out well. So we're very strict about, are you, how are you on that? Well, I, you know, I mean, and it, it used to be more, I mean, now I've gotten, I think further in my career where I don't have as many of the, the brides that I used to that were like, my bridesmaids will help set things yeah, up. Yeah, and, know, you know, and I was like, we love friends. We love yeah. friends. And if they want to come and show up, but we cannot rely on them because if they're going to, they think they're going to come help on the day of the wedding, but then they had so much that are going to be helping us supposedly set up so that you can save some money. So that's, that is definitely one of those areas where we love friends, but we are going to make sure that we are staffed appropriately because your friends are not able to show up or don't have the ability to do what needs to be done. Then, you know, I'm never a fan. It's always been, it's, and and it represents your, your business. Exactly. Totally. So if you're like you said, they're coming in and they're looking at this wow. And if something over here messes up, they're gonna look at you and think it came from you. So exactly. I never I never like to have that situation. And we we do on, on occasion, I have to like if it's a DJ and I I look into them and make sure that they're great. And you know, I it, I'm very picky about that. So I understand it. Cause we've had, you know, situations where on a, just I think once or twice it happened and it was very minor, but it's a you know, it's an eye opener. I think it happens a lot also with photographers and videographers. A lot yeah. of people are like, I have a friend who's a photographer or a videographer. And I think that is that space where it happens a lot more than, mm-hmm. you know, anything else. Which for me, you know, listen, I'll, I'll meet with the videographer and the photographer on site. I don't want them like all up in people's faces and I want them to be in the background. So we don't know that they're there, but they're taking some great stuff. But what I do is I'll bring my own photographer in and do some new, you know, get, make sure I'm getting the shots that I need. Cause I don't know, you know, listen, I can look at their pictures of what they've done before, or they might not even have it. So I always just make sure that I'm going to get some great pictures for myself and bring in. It's worth the money to spend to do that because you put all this work into this event and you want to showcase that. So that's really important. Okay. So can you share an example of a particularly impactful business relationship with a vendor or partner that significantly contributed to the success of an event or project? Oh, I, I, you know, I think when you're, having something you know custom made or built that always is a very specific thing that a vendor is very crucial to that you trust know we'll be able to deliver make it happen execute for you so i mean i've had a lot of events and you get into that space where you know brides or a client want something very custom i just did 
uh, an event last year where we had to take a old office space for a client and we had to turn it into a spa for a corporate <laughs> client. And so it was one of those things where you look at a space that is clearly not a spa and right. you know we transformed it and yeah. it looked amazing, but you, you kind of have to look at it as like turning old offices into yeah. treatment rooms and turning, you know, the ca a cafe from a conference room. So, you know, and figuring out how you're going to get water and power and all those kinds of things. So, you know, the vendors that I had that came in, we really had to work together to make sure that we were able to fulfill the client's dream and create this spa out of a space that was essentially a, you know, an office, you know, yeah, an office. yeah. Yeah. I mean, your vendors are so important. It's, it's, it's very, you know, and I couldn't, I can't do what I do without them. So yeah. you know, they, like you said, they make you look good. So um, it's really great. So how do you approach um, and nurture relationships with clients and how does this impact the success of future projects? I think we touched on that a little bit, but do you want to? I mean, I, I think that, you know, your clients are your lifelines and they are, you know, who is one paying you and two, you know, you want to have that relationship with them. I don't, you know, there's definitely people who, sorry, it's dinging and I don't know how to, I tried it, I shut it off. It's, um, you know, I don't know. Sorry, ding, ding. These ding, are ideas. They're ding. ideas. Those are ideas, just, exactly. All the ideas, I'm just getting ding, ding, idea, idea, <laughs> idea. Um, uh, so I think, yeah, my clients are, you know, I love my clients. I think that now, and you get to a space where I think it's important that you're, clients, you know, you want them to be your friends, but you also have to keep the business side of it. But, you know, especially I think when you're dealing with weddings, it's so much more personal. So you're really spending a lot of time. You're kind of like a hairdresser. You learn all the details when it comes down to, you know, creating that seating chart, which I think is the worst part of planning any wedding. And then you find out why uncle John and aunt Susan do not like each other and they have to sit on opposite sides of the room. And you really get into the minutia of the family dynamics. I think that's one of those areas where you become the kind of the therapist. Um, but your clients are literally the ones that hopefully will refer you, as I said earlier to the, you know, their friends and are the lifeline to your business, but your clients are also the people that you want to make happy. I mean, like I, I'm at a point where I know that some of the people are just not the right fit for me when I meet with them. And, you know, it's hard because we all have business and we all, you know, it, you know, we live off of being paid for what we do and it's important to be paid for what you do. But you also, I found that as I kind of turned the whole way I thought, and it really happened in, in 2020. <laughs> Three is I started off the year and I was like, I'm going to do 10 events and 12 if I like you. I did 44 yes. events last year. Oh my gosh. Well, I liked a lot of people, but <laughs> I, it was weird because I had this whole mindset where I think that as I've gotten, gotten older and I came out of COVID and was so busy and I really kind of like turned the way that I was like working and the people that I wanted to work with. And I just put it out there. It was a very strange thing. And I think, you know, they say, if you build it, they will come. Literally, I put it out there and I was like, 10 events, 12 of I like you. Clearly, I did like a lot of people because I did a lot of events and I did a lot of really great events. And I also got to travel the world and do amazing things. And I had an amazing 2023. I was exhausted, but my clients, I really put it out there and I turned, I changed the way that I kind of thought about not having to everything be about money. 
Yeah. And really, you know, it used to be you're struggling and especially when you're first starting out and it's so much about like, I need the money and I need to take this job because I need, you know, even if I, if I don't make the money that I should make Mm -hmm. and I kind of just changed that whole mindset and, um, you know, you win some, you lose some and you make more money on some events and it. And I realized that it wasn't so much about the money. It was about the relationships and it was about the people that I wanted to work with. And I had honestly some of the most amazing clients last year that I love and I'm still friends with them. And I, I mean, I hope they're watching and it's fun to see when I like posted that I was going to be doing this yesterday. And so many of the brides that I did their weddings last year and who's bride, the brides that I'm doing their weddings this year, you know, they see on the story and like, it gives you kind of like this really nice, like warm feeling that you now have this relationship with these people and you want it to carry over into more than just the wedding day. And I don't know. I had a, a client who, or a bride who is getting married in April and you know, I was home in Texas. She lives in Texas. She's getting married in Atlanta. And so when I was home for Christmas, we went out to dinner and then we went out for a drink afterwards with me and her fiance and we had the best time. And I think that there is that space where your clients, you know, are, you know, they're your clients, but they can also be your friends. And you get to a point where Mm -hmm. you, you know, we're in a social industry, so it's all right to kind of blur the lines. Um, but it was really fun. So, I mean, like you just kind of, it's just the mindset. And I think I turned my mindset around so much for 2023 and it, the, what came from it was amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really good point. The same thing happened, uh, you know, after COVID and we all shut down, then I got slammed in 2022, took you know, like everybody that couldn't do their events for two years moved. And then new one, I thought I was going to die by the end of the year. And I was like, that's it. I'm only doing a certain amount. I did the same thing. I was like, I've been in this too long. I don't want to be doing this, but I do have, you know, almost all of my clients are my friends yeah. now, you know, and some of them who I've done, cause we do corporate social nonprofit yes. and weddings. Um, but so my, I do a lot of nonprofits and, you know, one girl said, you know, there's many of them has said it, but this one particular one said, you know, when I get married, you're going to plan my wedding. And sure enough, last year I was able to do that. So it was, you know, we did it in um, South Carolina, which was really, really fun. And, you know, it's always great to do it there, but we, you know, it was just fun to be, and you become part of their family. Yeah. You, know, you really are. I mean, you meet yeah. everybody, their best friends and their grandmas and their, you know, you meet everybody. So so it's a, it's definitely being part of the family. It's a lot of emotions and like a, being a therapist, like you said, mm-hmm. I, someone called me that and I actually went out and bought the URL eventtherapist.com or something. I never used it, but I thought, you know, maybe there's something there. So uh, anyway, okay. So how vital are in, internal business relationships, such as those with colleagues and team members to deliver successful events? Um, I think that that's, that's so important because the people that you have around you, your inner circle are the people that are going to make you look good. And they also, they know you, you know, them. And I think it's about trust. It all comes down to trusting each other and making sure that, you know, I trust you to go do what you're going to do. And that's yeah. why I think like my floral team, I 
I am one of those people that, I mean, I started out and lived in a studio apartment in Los Angeles and I would go down to the Mart and I would buy all the flowers and do the flowers myself. I, I give florists, like they have one of the hardest jobs because flowers are temperamental. You have to <laughs> transport them. They break so easily. They can die because they, you know, they need the right amount of water. And I think that like, for me, I get to create the overall picture and I trust implicitly the people that are executing for me because they are the experts in what they do. And I can put together a flower arrangement, but that is not my expertise, but the people that do it, I trust them. I let them do what they do. Obviously we have to work together and there has to be the ability to take constructive criticism. It's not exactly what I had in mind. Can we change this? But I think that it's very important to give. I, I also feel that when you give people especially creatives, the space to be creative, you're going to get so much more out of them and you're going to get such better product. So I always am like, go with it. This is my, this is my vision. This is what I want. Now you have fun with it because I think that when they have fun with it, then it makes me look good too, because they're going to have fun and they're going to put more heart into it. And then the heart that they put into it just makes it so much better. And then it just reverberates if that's a verb. That's right. <laughs> through through the rest of the event. And it just, right. you know, one everything, giving everyone their space to do what they do well, just gives you the opportunity to really shine. And yeah. so I am not a micromanager. I let people do what they do. And I, you know, and it also comes with maybe old age and being older as well, is that you have to let go. And when you realize that you let go and you let people do what they're good at, then they're going to shine for you. And that's really important. Yeah, completely. I'm, you know, again, I've had years of this as well and my brain is fried. And so it's hard to, I always have my team. I, you know, even if they're in their twenties or thirties, I love to include them in all of the brainstorming, like ideas right. and things. Cause you know, they come up with some new stuff that I, absolutely. You know, um, it, this is a lot of old stuff going on here. Right. So you know, I, I always love to have them collaborate and they come up with some great stuff and then we tweak and we talk. And so it's very important to collaborate with your team and don't micromanage. Oh man, I love to delegate. I'm just like the queen of delegating. You know, I just don't want to have to, you shouldn't have to do it all. You shouldn't do it all. Right. Leave it. And once you realize that you realize, oh my gosh, life can be so much easier. I know. I know. And I'm still working on like, you know, as your t- as your business grows, your team grows, and that's a whole different kind of management. There's like, you know, I'm very good at that because that's what I do for a living is managing these events. But you know, it does change when it's internal and it's your your own business. I coach, you know, wedding and event planners on how to start their own business, and uh, but still, as you grow, you're at a different level. It's I'm still, you know, I'm always about education. So I think education on your business and as you grow and having a coach, I think is very very important. So. Um, but, you know, learning how to manage that team and keeping them involved is really good. Okay. So um, what challenges are unique to forming and maintaining business relationships within the uh, event industry? And how do you navigate that? Uh, well, I think that the, and especially COVID is a great ex, you know example of it, is that you develop all these relationships and you build them and they take obviously years to foster. And- <laughs> 
having done events or, you know, for I'll use hotels as an example, as you work with the hotel a lot and then, you know, say COVID or, you know, any vendor, but then COVID everything changed. And like all these relationships that I had and the people that I knew are no longer there. And so now you have to start all over while trying to execute the events that you have. And I think that that's where the turnover rate really has causes a lot of issues in in those outside vendor things. And so that for me, it's always really important to keep everyone that works for me happy because I want them to stay. And I want the longevity of that because if they leave, then I have to start over and I've got to train someone new and I've got, then you're constantly starting. It's like every time you do a wedding, you're educating your clients on how to do on, on a wedding. That's why corporate is so much, I would say, easier because you're dealing with people that do it on a regular basis. But you know, when you're working with a client for their wedding, it's their first wedding time. And (laughs) for their first wedding, you're educating them on budget and how things kind of like you're taking them through the whole process. And every time you do a new wedding, you're starting that whole process over. So imagine having to do that with your staff and your team and all that as well. And you're always teaching. So I think that that's the most frustrating thing is you build up all these relationships and, you know, with a hotel and with a, you know, yep. furniture rental company or, you know, whatever it is. And then people leave and then you're like, oh, now I have, like, they know how I think. They know my brain. They right. know how and I they know they, they know how important the relationship right. is. Because if you're starting with someone new, I, I know because I, you know, be, I'm based ma- mainly in New York. I, we do events all over. But um and the Roosevelt Hotel, perfect example. It's a landmark hotel that's been around forever in lots of movies, and they closed down right after COVID. And I was like devastated because I it was great pricing, which is probably why they closed down. But it was great price pricing. Right. You know, we could do. They had good space. It was a great location. I had great relationships. I was friends with everybody there. Um, and so I got what I, you know, listen, I could ask for a lot of things and they would give it to me. And so it always makes you shine. So lots of relations and the pricing of everything is so enormous now, which wasn't like that before. So we've had to, you know, educate our clients on that. Like, look, it's not going to be, you know, $200,000. It's going to be 400 now. You know, it's a, you're in a different and they're fighting you and you're, it's a lot more work to find spaces and, and build those relationships now, because you have to start over. It's, it's yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a bummer, but. Well, and like you said, like those relationships allowed you to have it, 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 it domino effects where you have that relationship with the hotel, which then allows you to have some flexibility with your clients because you can right. say, you know, we can make this happen and you know that you can make it happen. Even if it's, if you don't have to go and it, it helps your whole, I mean, it helps the the chain of getting things done because you don't have to like wait for a phone call to call right. someone and make sure, cause you already know, you know, I know so-and-so at yeah. the hotel, we work together a million times. We trust each other that I know that they're going to do it. I, I'm fairly certain 99% sure that that's not going to be an issue, but then you go into these, you know, and when everyone's new, you're like, Oh, great. Got to start over. We're all new. And the problem is, is they can't give you, you know, I usually like to go right to the directors, the VPs, because I can't wait for answers. They don't know the answer. So they have to go to their boss and then they have to, it's a little bit of a struggle. It is much more work when you don't have those relationships and they've left. Mm -hmm. And I totally get it. And I'm, I'm feeling the pain because I'm kind of going through that right now with a couple events. 
um, just starting over and, you know, the client just won't get it. Like a lot of times they just don't understand why do I have to pay 500 a night for a sleeping room? Well, that's the time of year that you picked and that's what the price is. I can't do anything about that. So, you know, it is a little bit of a struggle. So with the constant, uh, with the evolving landscape, the constantly evolving landscape of events and experiences, how important it is to adapt and change to stay ahead in the industry? Uh, so I think it's funny. So this is kind of an interesting like question because I think it's funny when I, you know, it's 2024 mm -hmm. and I see all these people putting, you know, like trend the ins and outs for yes. weddings in 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always think it's funny because, you know, who am I to tell one of my clients that something that they really want and have had in their heart is no longer in style because I'm putting it on my Instagram, you know? So I don't, I think that you're, you're always, you want to be aggressive and progressive obviously, but at the same time, I mean, I've, I've done plenty of weddings and events where they weren't what I would, you know, they made the client happy and they didn't, I, they're not necessarily something that I would want. And to put on my Instagram and yeah. so I put in my marketing materials are on my website, but you know what, at the end of the day, not every wedding has to be a showstopper right. that's going to be Instagrammable or is going to be whatever. So, I mean, we can look at trends and I mean, I think it, I think trendiness or, you know, you know, it's now the Pantone color of the year. And now that has become <laughs> like, what are we doing about the Pantone color? And I just think it's kind of funny that, yeah. that we're, we're putting out these lists that say, this is in, this is out when it's like, who am I to tell my client that, you know, they really want this, do it. Like I'll do it for you. You know, it's, I'll figure out, I'll shoot this part of the room instead of this part of the room, because right. this part of the room is deemed, you know, out and not in anymore. Like, but this part is, well, I mean, yeah, we'll just do quick edits and like tight, tight shots of something. But so I think that it's really subjective and, you know, that obviously trends have changed and things are coming and going and crystal, you know, dripping crystals was like a thing back right. in the day. And now it's no longer a thing and much more clean and crisp and all that good stuff is, but you know, I just think it's kind of funny, and I, I that you know we're putting out lists that say this is in, this is out, and who cares? Like it's their wedding or it's their right. event, so let them do what they want to do. Right, I agree, and I say that to almost every single bride. Listen, this is your wedding. You know, they're like, so can we do that? I'm like, we can do whatever you want, yeah. right? I'm gonna advise if I think it's not going to, you know, like it's going to be a hazard or something like that. Right. Or it's going to cost a lot of money to do that. Right. We can make it happen. Right. It's going to cost you $50,000 if you want that. But, um, and then they change their tune or, you know, listen, a lot of times I don't want to like, we're not about the DIY thing. I just, it's, it gets to be, you know, I've kind of gone beyond that thing now. I just don't want to have to be, you know, doing making centerpieces. We do on occasion, right. if it's something easy, we will kind of get together and for a nonprofit and do something like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not doing stuff like that anymore, but, um, what was the thing that I wanted to tell you? So, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, again, I think what's important about staying ahead in the industry is just kind of knowing like AI is kind of very yeah. big now, you know, kind of, it doesn't necessarily have to be the trends, but like, What's new? What yeah. what can you incorporate into your wedding or event or fundraiser or whatever that looks like? So, I'm I'm a 
education junkie and I love to learn and, you know, be on top of things. Um, so, and I like to just learn them at the top level and then kind of oversee what it looks like and then send it off to someone who's an expert in that area, because I'm obviously not going to, you know, be putting, uh, you know, building things and stuff like that. But I, you know, it's, it's always good to kind of be, you know, on top of what could be possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but just having those connections to make it happen. I mean, you always want to know what is new and what's available. And that's also really important for, so there's in Atlanta, there's a guy who has, you know, this really cool new dance group. Well, it's his job to make sure that we are aware that there's the, what's out there because that gives us the ability to say, Hey, to our clients, this is new. And, and so it's just, it's that relationship that we keep going back to right. that is, they're, they're keeping us in the know or say a furniture company has, you know, they send out and they say, we have this new furniture, we have this new line, which they're not going to be buying something that was like those curved curly couches with the yeah. boys, like things. They're going to be buying something that's very modern and clean right. lines. And so right. those are the things that you're going to start. Like I would start incorporating into the, my design decks for my clients. And then I wouldn't show them those old couches or whatever, because that's, I'm trying to keep current as well. And I'm also pulling inventory that is also new and modern. Right. I've been saying it to my clients forever. I was like, I I always say, it's not your mom's wedding and it's not your grandmother's wedding. It's your wedding. So break tradition and do what you want to do. You can, if you don't want to have, you know, other than pretty much saying I do, but it can be whatever you want it to be these days. So there are no rules. I say anymore. It's it's like break tradition, do what you want to do. And I think that as we are in such a experience-driven personality, who am I kind of world these days, that exposing who you are, like making your wedding about you is the most important thing. Like this is the night to celebrate you and the person that you're marrying. So why not make it just as immersive as possible into who you are as a couple and making sure that all of your guests walk into the room and they're like, I get it. This is so them. This is so them. I can recreate for my clients. I always tell them I can recreate pretty. I can recreate your Pinterest board like no one else because that's just copying someone else's and it's, it's flattery, but like, let's, let's go a little deeper. Let's figure out like, who you are and how we can make this you. Right, right. Such a great point. Such a great point. Um, so can you share some insights into building and nurturing relationships with event sponsors and how those relationships impact the success of events? Uh, sponsors as far as like if they're paying, they're actually paying for the event. Yeah. yeah that, that's, so, that's different. That, you, can, you can actually get wedding sponsors. I think that people have done that, but I think this comes into, you know, events and uh, corporate and nonprofit sort of thing. Well, I mean, that was, you know, back, I mean, when I was in LA and most of my, pretty much, I would say 95% of the events that I did that were entertainment were always had a sponsor. So that was, you know, American Idol was Ford, AT&T, Coke, um, you know, so we were always having to incorporate these brands into the overall design and decor teen choice awards every year. I would love it because I would get the surfboard and the surfboard had a different look. And that was what I got to design around, yeah. but we also had to then incorporate all the sponsors into the design as well. So making your sponsors happy is obviously the first most important thing because they're the ones that are providing that money. But 
I always found like I would always say, give me that sponsor like checklist of everything that I've got to make sure I'm doing so that they are represented in every form. But then it was really important for me to figure out a way to incorporate their logos and their branding into the event so that it wasn't just like right in your face, but it worked into the decor. So we, one time we did teen choice and we created an art gallery and we created artwork with the logos and made it into like an art gallery. And one time for American Idol, we took the logos and we, we had this venue that was all windows. And so we did a decal on all the windows that was, I called it an onion, but it was kind of like that mod seventies and inside the pattern we did the logos and replicated it and we did the whole window. So you could still see out the window, but it became a design element that was in the colors of the event. So it was really important. And I think that that's, it goes both ways is that you one need to keep the, the sponsor obviously happy because they're the ones that are paying or giving the financial ability to pay for the party. But then also you really want it to look like it belongs in the event and that the party is not just a, fully branded event that, you know, that is sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. (laughs) You're throwing up sponsor everywhere. Exactly. No, I think that's great. And you just made a good point that made me think of something is when you're doing some kind of element like that, I think having relationships with like, you know, other planners, successful people in the industry who do innovative stuff um, and not so like if I was looking to do something like that, I w- could contact you and say, hey, who helped you pull that pull that all together? Right. So knowing reaching out to colleagues who can help get those vendors to you. So that's another reason why relationships are important. Right. Well, I think that as this industry has grown, so has have the relationships that we all have. And through all these different conferences that are now available for us to attend and meet and greet and stuff that we've now, where it used to be that we were competitors, we're now colleagues and we're supportive of each other. And we become friends. Like some, like I would say I I had my 50th birthday last year in Italy and it was, I saw it actually. It was really, it it was was a really fun party, but you know, you have, I had 50 people in Italy for my 50th birthday and I mean, people had their spouses or whatever, but there was 12 event people there. So, and they were, there were planners and that could be deemed my competitors, but they're my best friends. And yeah. they came to Italy to support me again, uh, along with, you know, family and friends. But I had 12 people that are in the wedding and event industry at my birthday that typically maybe in the past wouldn't be something that would, we would be that close, but These are the people that are in my inner circle that I travel with are some of my dearest friends on the planet. And I rely on those relationships with them, not only as friends, but as also we work together or, you know, as for information. Yeah. You know, or to download and to, you know, bounce things off of each other. So I, I've had some colleagues reached out to me and say, listen, I can't be at this event. Can you go and help produce yeah. the event for me on site? I can't be there. One of my friends was having a baby and she couldn't travel. So she, it was a three day event. And she's like, I, you know, I, I'll right. give you a run a show. You'll basically know what to do. And that's what happened. And so you, those things are you building relationships, not only help you in getting vendors, but also you could get work, right? Because yeah. Like, I can't handle this, but I know Annette can do a great job with her team. So I have started freelancing for a lot of my friends and they need help and I'll just, and and it's so nice. I don't have to like, I don't have to be in charge. I know. I just get to to help and be, you know, just do whatever they need help with. 
Yeah, it was great. I recently called a show for, she was there, it was a, a co- another colleague, um, but she needed extra help. And she wanted me to run, you know, manage all the AV and because it was a, it was a corporate event. And so she knew I had the experience with it. So I ended up running the AV team and calling the show and all that. I just walked in and had no idea what the event was about. So it's a little tricky, but um, it's kind of nice not to have to run around and make sure they were running around like crazy doing everything else. I was just sitting at the AV table running the show, right? So it was kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice to do those once in a while. Well, and you also get to see what you're what your friends, colleagues are also doing because of course, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like free education that they're paying. Totally. totally. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, attending events, you know, our industry has a lot of great events to go to. Those are great things to go to. They have the education piece, but they also have, and I need to start doing that more this year. I, it, the problem is, is every time I want to go to a great one, um, I have an event, so I can never make it, but uh, I'm going to try to do that this year because I do want, I know a lot of people in the industry, but I don't get to see them and hang out with them. So that's the, that's the part. I always call it wedding camp. It's all about reconnecting with people and I call it wedding camp. I can't wait to go to wedding camp because I know, I know. We're going to just hang out and have fun. I know. All right. So I do this lightning round at the end and I'm going to ask you a couple questions if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So who is someone who is inspiring you at the moment and why? My mom. She's getting married. Uh, She's 77. And so it's, it's very interesting to how many people get to actually plan that are in the wedding industry, get to plan their mom's wedding. So So it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely been one of those things where the other day she's trying to decide between venues and they're trying to, you know, she's like, do we want it small? Do we want it big? What do we want? She's like, I need to know like what it's going to cost for this stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry, but that's not how we work. (laughs) <laughs> we need to pick a venue first. And once you've picked a venue, then we will move forward with doing, you know, the rest of the design and all the other elements. But once right. you pick a venue, then we can move forward and just know that it's going to cost money and that you are, you know, so it's funny. And she just started laughing. I was like, that's how we deal with all of our clients. Yeah. And so yeah. she was like, she understood. I mean, she just thought it was funny because I was like, I'm not going to sit here. I go, you don't want me to waste your time. She sells real estate. I, you don't want me to just waste your time and say, right. hey, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it was one of those things where she's inspiring me because I'm, I'm really thinking of like, she doesn't want a big wedding. But then, of course, I'm like, this is my mom and I have to go all out. And I'm like, what am I going to do for my mom? And so I'm, I'm, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, my mom and I are super close. So like, I want to give my mom the most amazing wedding of ever. And my mom's like, we just need something small and simple. And of course. Me and my brain and my heart is like, it's just going to be like the biggest party and the best party on the planet. And, you know, we're going to wow everyone and stuff like that. So it's, I'm being inspired and I'm also having to like, yeah, keep it in. But you know, you can do, and I, I, you should definitely should do some surprise stuff, right? Oh, like, I mean, you know, wow once, her, once she figures out the venue, then we're, you're kind we're of golden and I can figure out all the rest of the stuff and we'll definitely yeah. make. That's so you know. fun. That's so fun. Okay. So what's the best advice you've ever received? Does it have to be event related or just in oh, life? Just um, in- I always say that um, my dad gave, my dad, I always say that my dad gave me the two best oh. Advice ever. One, when I was in college, he said it's easier to bring your grades 
down than it is to bring your grades up. So first year, make the best grades you possibly can. And he was so right because I worked my ass off, sorry, um, my freshman year and it ended up, I graduated, you know, with honors and all that stuff. But I just remember looking at my fraternity brothers when we were pledging our freshman year and just thinking, oh, like I've got, my dad gave me this advice and I'm going to remember it. And the second piece of advice is that my dad said, if you start investing in the stock market and mutual funds when I was younger, you can retire a millionaire. And I, he would say, if you put $10 in, I'll match it. And from when I was a little kid, I've, he's helped me invest. And I so wish I, had that. I wish I had that. It was, it was honestly, if he, I, so I, since like I was 13 years old, I've been investing in the stock market and, you know, mutual funds and all that stuff. And so those would be the two, you know, and my dad and I weren't really that close. He's passed away, but my dad, but the two best pieces of advice that I ever got were from my dad. That's awesome. Isn't that funny how that turns out? So what are you most looking forward to this year? Um, definitely my mom's wedding. When is it? It's in June, June 22nd. Nice. Um, so that will be fun. Just And uh, I'm, I'm building a house. And so it's been nice. a two-year process. So it should be done in the next few months. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then... Um, I just, I have some uh, really cool speaking uh, engagements that I'm doing for at wedding conferences. And I'm super excited about those because um, I really, I, I feel like I've, I've, the US, I'm really comfortable in the US and I really have this desire to move to Europe or move internationally. And so I've really started to build an international foundation. And so I have three speaking engagements that are not in the US. Awesome. And so I'm really excited about those just to kind of see where in the next few years, my life can hopefully take me, you know, internationally. Yeah. That's fantastic. I have, that's kind of on my, uh, my list this year is to speak more too. So, um, all right. So what's your favorite tool you use in your business? My phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy one. But, I mean, if I didn't, I, I, I look back and I remember when my old business partner in LA and I, Jamie, she used to always, she got a Blackberry and I never forget. And I didn't, I was like, I love my razor phone. I do not. And we'd be together at meetings. And so I'd get on and I'd start sending messages with, and I'd be like, this is Brian, you know, I'm whatever. Yeah. And I thought I never want one of those things. And it's funny because now I like, will sit there and, you know, some of my clients are are young or, you know, and we'll laugh about it. Cause I'll say, Oh, back when I first started, like I didn't even have a cell phone. We didn't have cell phones when there I first no started. cell phones. We had pagers. And, you know, I, and I remember when I was in college, my, when I was graduating from college and they gave us email addresses, like my senior year of college. And I was like, why would anyone want one of those? I know. Isn't that and now I have like three different email addresses. So I would definitely think that my phone is like the end all be all like best thing because it just, it's a problem solver. You have everything at your fingertips. It's amazing. You're it's on site. A detriment though, to be yeah. honest. Oh, Sometimes. totally. I mean, yeah. I, I said this year I was going to not look at my phone when I woke up in the morning. Well, that hasn't worked out so well. So <laughs> I need to yeah. be more disciplined, but you know, I spend too much time, those hours I could be it's early, but you know, it's too much time scrolling, but you know, I'm also looking to, you know, I'm kind of on there cause I'm on all over social media and seeing if anybody's reached out or right. answered questions or, you know, I, I am working, but honestly, I probably spend an hour that I shouldn't be scrolling 
stupid hey, stuff. We all do. We all do. I know. I don't want to do it. It's, it's a little, uh, you know, it's a little pain, but so that's awesome. Okay. So uh, last question, uh-huh. what's one piece of advice you'd give to wedding and event planners just starting out? Piece of advice I would give to people just starting out. I would say that it's not always about the money. I think that it's about having fun and loving what you do, because if you have fun, you will get paid somehow and we're rewarded for it. And every single thing happens for a reason. I mean, I, before I moved to Atlanta, I kind of was in my, this point in my life where I thought, what am I doing with my life? And so I don't know if you've ever heard of the Camino de Santiago, but it's a 500 mile backpack trip across Spain. So I spent 25 days backpacked across Spain. I started out by myself, met amazing people. Um, why I did it, but you know, it's, it's a religious pilgrimage. So it's, there's churches along the way and it's been a, it's been happening for thousands and thousands of years, but I had this mindset. I'm 44 years old. I'm going to backpack across Spain. I'm going to go 500 miles. I'm going to get to Santiago. The skies are going to part come down. I'm going to have all the answers to life. I'm going to know everything that's happening in the world, what all the answers are going to be there. And what I realized was that the two things that I realized were that everything happens for a reason which is common. I mean, we hear it all the time, but it really does because they always say the Camino will provide. And, you know, on the Camino, I think it could be technically as God or however you want to look at it. But literally when you're experiencing this backpack trip and you're just backpacking and you're walking, you know, 16 to 20 miles a day or whatever it is, every person that comes into your life comes into your life for a reason. And it could be for 30 seconds to give you directions. It could be for a week to help you with something that you're doing, it could be a lifetime for a friendship, but whatever it is, I really learned that everything does happen for a reason, have fun doing it. And that if you do have fun doing it, that it you will be rewarded in some way. Yes. I couldn't agree more. And also don't give up. Like no. I know there were times along the, it's going to go like this, right? It's never going to be a straight, you know, easy path. Uh, be consistent, you know, be, I've got to be visible out there and be consistent and don't give up. That's what happened. You know, I just kept going and going and going and eventually I, I you know, built a pretty good business. So, well, um, I mean, I have a, I have a question for you. So, I mean, cause so I, you know, interact with a lot of people in, in this industry and everyone is saying that they're really slow for this year. Um, I, I am a little slower this year, but and I'm, so I have a philosophy on it and I would love to know your philosophy. Okay. And, I, I'll t- I can either tell mine first or you. Go ahead. Tell yours. So my philosophy is, and this is what I'm telling everyone is my way of trying to make everyone feel better about it, is that we got we were so slammed, as you said earlier, coming out of COVID. And we right. just did all the postponed, all the COVID events, all the weddings. We did everything. We got done. And everything kind of ended now. Mm-hmm. So then I'm thinking that for two and a half years-ish, we were all confined to our homes. So we didn't get to meet people. We didn't get to date. We didn't get to socialize so much. So all those people that finally, once we came out of COVID that started dating and met each other are going to start getting engaged. And then we're going to see that it's going to be the end of the year. 2025 is going to be busier again, but everyone is like, I'm really worried. It's very slow. It's very slow, but. Well, that's good to hear because 
that's funny. Um, you know, at the end of every year, people always think, oh, you, you must do a ton of holiday events. I don't, I never do. I don't know why, just not something in my business that I do, which is fine by me because I love December when I, cause I'm slammed September, October, November. I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm just ready to shut down on in December. But when I first started, it's been the same thing every year. It's so funny. I would get really nervous, right? I would get so nervous, like, oh my God, it's so quiet. I couldn't stand the, you know, the million of emails that are coming in. And, um, but I've learned to embrace it over the years that I, I love it. But now I'm, and I did say in December that I really don't want to do a ton of events. I think we mentioned this earlier. I just want to do like maybe 10 events of the, for the year. And I'm building a coaching program as well. So I'm working on my coaching program and I love to teach. So it's what I, it's, it's part of my passion is to do that. So I'm really trying to focus on that too. So that's a whole, you know, that's a whole nother business that I'm building. So it takes time and you have to, you know, it's a whole nother animal, but I start to get a little nervous because I'm noticing that it's a little slower, but I just feel like you just kind of have to embrace it. And, and, and what I'm doing is learning, right? So I'm, I just, um, I'm joined another, I'm doing a coaching program with somebody that's helping me you know, advance my business and really try to take it to the next level. Um, because again, I, I love to learn, but, and I want to see what other people are doing and maybe there's some good tips that I can learn in my business that I haven't put in. Cause you know, I kind of learned it myself. I mean, I did, I have had coaches along the way, but you kind of, you know, you kind of do it yourself for really. Well, um, and at where we are, I mean, we, there was, there wasn't classes. When, no, there wasn't education. There wasn't the conference stuff. There no. wasn't the accessibility to, you know, coaches like you back when you and I started. So no, like, we were just like, okay, we're going to do this. I mean, and we're going to do it and just kind of yeah. do it. But now there is so much, there are so many resources, especially for, you know, people that are just starting out and, right. and, yeah. You know, yeah. those people. So. When I, when I started, I was in tears. I, first of all, I had done events for, you know, 20 years. So I knew how to do events. I just didn't know how to run the business. What should my pricing be? How, what form should I have? What, you know, how do I talk to the client? What's the whole process, right? My systems and all of that. So I was in tears. I couldn't get anybody to help me. I reach out to people who were successful in the business because I, you know, didn't, wasn't starting really at the bottom. I just needed to know what should my business look like so I can just run it. And uh, I, nobody would help me. So I knew really nobody would help me. I knew then that someday when my business is going and things are going, I co I've been coaching one-on-one -on -one for about eight years because people have reached out and said, can you help me? And I said, sure. And so I put a coaching program together for one-on-one, -on -one. but now I'm building a group pr program so I can help many, but, um, which is a different animal in itself. But, uh, so I couldn't get anybody to help me. I finally found someone that would coach me on, you know, the three basic things, you know, how to price and contracts and things like that. But, uh, and so you just kind of, yeah, there's not a lot of people and it's so silly. But that's when we were competitors and now I was just going to say, uh, yeah, it's so silly because it's, but COVID changed a lot of that. I have to say, because when I started this show, when COVID hit, cause I thought, well, I got to get in front of the camera so I, people can see who I am and, you know, things that I have to offer, but I didn't want to do it by myself. So I thought, you know what, I can interview and talk to the best of the best, right? So I can interview anybody. So I started that, but it started out helping people in the industry. Like, what are you doing? You know, just cause we were all coming together, but we, you know, we had 
you know, happy hours, like every night with friends and colleagues that we would get on and talk about what are you doing for your business and how are we going to do this? Of course, we went very virtual. You know, my business turned into a virtual uh, business. But um, so, yeah, it's I think that changed a lot in bringing us together. I, I do believe that. But I feel like we're starting to separate a little bit um, just because people are busy and, yeah. you know, it's a different it's different now. We're getting back to the rat race, I guess. Now you go back to wedding camp. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I want to spend some time with you and Angela. You and I have a mutual friend who I adore, and uh, she's a riot. So, thank you so much, Brian. How can people yeah. find you? Uh, my Instagram is B Worley Productions. Uh, Facebook is the same. So, okay. um, Great. email is Brian at BrianWorley.com. So, um, Great. You know, Instagram Great. or whatever. Awesome. Well, I look forward to actually spending time in person with you this year. And thank you so much for your time. It's very nice of you to spend time with us. Oh, thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Okay, great. All right, you guys, we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you're a wedding or event planner looking to level up your skills and network with like-minded professionals, I have a special invitation for you. Join us over in my Facebook group, Event Planner Society, where driven, creative, and passionate planners from around the world come together to connect, gain referrals, improve their mindset, and build successful businesses. As a member, you'll also get access to unbelievable free training from me. So don't miss out on this fantastic opportunity to elevate your event planning game. Go to Event Planner Society, drop me a note, and let me know when you've joined. I can't wait to welcome you into this thriving community. Remember, the future is full of endless possibilities. Stay positive, stay focused, and keep spinning those events into success. We will see you next week.